Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 237 of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here with a vocally compromised Sarah Powers. <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> it is me. I promise. I just sound, you know what I sound like, Megan, is I sound like having just gone through like a double travel Thanksgiving holiday. That's what I sound like. That is exactly why well, the reason you sound that way is that's what just happened, right? Yes. And I caught my first cold of the season and both you and I lose our voices pretty easily, which is funny because we work in podcasting, but yeah. the show goes on as they say. And I think you sound adorable. <laughs> it is. It is always sort of funny and like, silly and then yes. do you feel like by the end of the day it's so exhausting to lose your yes. voice yes I just I will finally tell my kids like I can't really yell to you yeah. or uh, raise my voice Not like I yell at my kids all the time but I'll say like I can't project the way I usually would to remind you to do things and like I'm not if you yell at me from another room I'm totally not going to yell back like I have to almost like set the like the ground rules for when my voice is like that yeah and they and you realize how often you use that mom projecting voice right. when you don't have it. And I find often I feel okay. Like I don't feel terrible today, but it's very emotionally exhausting not to be able to use your mom voice. So it is, we're recording it is. this early in the day, but I guarantee I will have nothing by the end of the day. So here we are. Um, but I'm excited about this idea, Megan, because it all stemmed from the episode we did about a month or so ago called The Fall Sarah Quit Everything, which one listener took literally somehow and thought, I don't know that I really quit everything, everything, but it was about how we scaled back a lot with our fall activities. And you had this idea to flip that around. So tell us yes. what we're talking about today. So today we're talking about the Christmas Megan went all in like the <laughs> holiday. Megan decided to do everything. And that's, you know, not literal because also because I'm not going to do everything. I'm not, I, I can't, and I'm not that type anyway, which we'll dig into. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about kind of historically how I've approached holidays as a mom, um, how it's been for the last three years, and then kind of how I'm flipping 
that back around this year um, and really going all in on holiday festiveness. Um, and luckily for Sarah, uh, that means I'll be talking a lot. So you can just kind of, you know, nod and, and smile and squeak. Every I will. I will nod, smile, squeak and keep us <laughs> on track. And I am excited about this because I feel like the holiday season for me as a mom has vacillated between holidays where I opt out and don't do a whole, yep. a whole lot. And then those that like you this year, where it just feels exciting to go all in. So Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah, and for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR50 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, Megan, so for those who don't know you as well, let's go back a little, and even for longtime listeners, I'm curious what your approach to the holidays has been in the past historically as a mom, we're going to get to how you are. You are like elf Megan this year. You want all in <laughs> on everything. Um, but what, what's that been like for you both maybe uh, pre-divorce? So you've been divorced four years this fall or three? three. This three. is my, this is going to, to be my fourth holiday. Okay. Post-separation. So yeah, three years ago we separated. So let's yeah. talk a little bit before that, but before that your kids were quite a bit older. So I'd also love to hear at some point about maybe 15 years ago when you had a bunch of little tiny kids, how has this, what has your approach been? Okay. So I'll go all the way back. Um, and then, cause it, 
it really didn't change much. Like that whole 10 years that I was sort of in the thick of like multiple little kids in the house. I feel like one holiday felt just like the next, like they were all sort of similarly festive and crazy and chaotic. Um, not that I've ever been a joiner, like in the way of adding a bunch of stuff to my calendar. Um, I do like to be active, but I don't, I've never been somebody who likes to sign up for stuff just for the sake of being busy. If that makes sense. Like, especially if it's something where someone else sets the agenda, I tend to get very antsy about that kind of stuff. Like if I was going to say a holiday potluck or a picnic or something where I was going to kind of be stuck, eh, I can only tolerate those pretty small doses. And I don't think that's ever going to change. But when the kids were really little, what all in, what all in really looked like for me then was just a shift in focus. So Mm -hmm. I would slow way down on work and then I would just kind of be available like for the holidays all season long. Like I would literally plan time to do nothing, which meant I'd have time to either like stare at twinkle lights or something spontaneous, like making Christmas ornaments with the kids or like driving around to look at other people's lights. Like it was just, I felt like December was the time I just kind of tuned out of normal life and tuned into holiday life. Um, and honestly, that is one of the blessings or was one of the blessings of having young kids. And I know that it doesn't feel that way when you're in it, but you're already so in it. Yeah. You don't really have the option of just going along with life as usual. Um, back then I found it really easy to do holiday things with the kids because I had to keep them en- like entertained and yeah. amused anyway. So why not make ornaments? Why not bake? Like I would have been doing some kind of hands-on project or activity with them regardless. Yeah. So I found the holidays to be kind of easier in some ways. And in some ways it's more difficult as a mom of older kids, because when I'm not feeling it, they don't really need me yeah. for stuff that way. Like I can just not do it and they'll either do it on their own or they'll find some other way to amuse themselves. So even though I love being a mom of older kids, and I love all the freedoms that come with that. Sometimes it is a challenge to like reorient myself to default to like we, the we are doing this rather than I'm doing my thing and they're doing theirs. And I will say the age that your kids are now, Sarah, is when I really started to notice that struggle and it's become marked like year after year, they become more independent, which means I'm a little less necessary (laughs) in that hands-on way. Um, And so part of what I love about the holiday is it's like a month long reminder that of the fact that we're a we and uh-huh. there's so much for us to do together. And even if the rest of the year, we're all a little more in our own bubbles. Um, if we spend a 12th of the year, like intensely enjoying a season together, that is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I love that. So Yeah. I love that. And I was also thinking as you were talking that when your kids are really little, you need change and novelty because so much yes. of it is monotonous. So the fact that, like you said, you were going to be making Play-Doh or doing a craft anyway, the fact that you get to do it in red and green and glitter just is like, it helps you as a mom with the monotony. And that, that becomes a little less necessary as kids get older to change it up. So I can see how it would take, like you said, more work to, to, to be all in mentally, emotionally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mindset shift. It's really, it's really not for me about, um, adding more things, although I think that does happen sort of as a side effect, um, adding more things to the calendar or whatever. It's more almost about taking things off um, the things I would otherwise be doing Uh, or that would be distracting me. It's really more about opening up and and shifting my focus. So I'm just curious when your kids were really little, let's say like one, five, seven, um, were you 
likely to take them to something um, like um, a little kid's performance or a um, something that had a structure or a schedule to it at all? Or did you avoid those things? No, I did those things. And part of the reason um, to what to your point before, part of the reason was I wanted to get out of the house. Right. And that like gave us an opportunity to do that. Right. So like if there was like a free uh, program going on aimed at little kids, like anything. I remember being in a phase where anything that was aimed at little kids, I was in. It yeah. didn't really matter what it was. Like I just was like, yes, an opportunity to get my kids out, get them entertained. Maybe I'll run into some adults. I would often do those things with friends um, mm-hmm. or with relatives. So it was like a group activity. And then you get into the elementary school years and there's so many things happening at the school. So, right. you know, you don't even have to really plan much outside of that. And if you go to church, there's like a whole nother, that's like a whole nother, like, <laughs> you know, uh, array of options. And so there was a lot of that kind of thing. It was like, hey, I'm looking around going, what can I do with my kids to keep them entertained today? Oh, um, you know, Ruby, she's in second grade now and she's got a school holiday performance. We'll go to that. Or like my friend's church is doing a nativity tonight. We'll go to that. It was a lot of that kind of thing. Um, and especially when, uh, the kids were like, when some of them were kind of like middle schoolish age, it was like ranging from like, you know, fifth grade down to baby. I went to that stuff constantly because everybody had holiday activities and concerts and things like that. And that has changed. I mean, it's just not the case anymore. Um, right. That we have that many things that are like, built into our lives. Right. So you're going to have to seek it out this year if you're going all in. Okay. Well then let's talk about the more recent past. Um, maybe the few years leading up to divorce or, and, or the last three, um, as your kids have gotten older. Yeah. So I don't know if there, I don't remember if there was much change the years leading up to the divorce. I think I was distracted probably, but like, I don't remember the holidays looking very different, but the last few. So like I said, this will be my fourth holiday since like the kids knew we were separating. We were still living in the same house, but we were, it was on, it's the process was happening. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they've just been like a country song. Like <laughs> the first holiday I'm like, the, I just told the kids, like we told them at Thanksgiving that we're getting divorced. The family knows we're still like, we kind of clinging to this like last holiday all under one roof. Then the following year, uh, my divorce was finalized right before Christmas. Yes. And then my sister had a stroke like yes. right during the Christmas holiday. Um, that was awful. And then last year I had like a breakup two days before Christmas. So like this person that I thought was going to, this relationship that was going to go someplace didn't. And that happened two days before Christmas. So I, and I kind of like, it was not great all of December. So like I was just preoccupied and I think I really, I just phoned it in for those reasons. But also on top of that, like on top of my sister being hospitalized for five weeks and we should actually plug the episode where I talked to her. Yes. Yeah. You interviewed your sister about that experience, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She had a aneurysm in her brain that ruptured and we didn't think she was going to live. Like it was crazy. And then she was in the hospital and then we knew she was going to live, but then it was like, oh, but is she going to be, you know, like cognitively messed up forever? Like, what is this life going to look like? And this was all happening. Like she spent Christmas in the hospital. So I was there on Christmas day. So it's just like nothing. It was nothing like what my holidays would usually be like. And also now it's like the first few holidays where uh, my ex and I are kind of like dividing the kids up and blah, blah, blah. And I think I really had a hard time for a while separating from old holiday routines. Um, We gave ourselves a very long off ramp and I don't regret that at all. I think it was the right thing to do. Um, But this year we are changing things. So, for example, we'd always done Thanksgiving 
for the last three Thanksgivings. We did them together, um, either his place or mine. And we didn't spend the entire day together. It was like, but they would, he would come to my place for dinner or I'd go to his place for dinner. And like the kids would be at one or house or the other. Yeah. And I feel like at first we just really needed that. Um, but he suggested this year we don't do that. And I was at first like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I, I can't yeah. change that now. And then I thought about it and I was like, okay. I mean, it makes sense. Maybe he has something else he would like to do on Thanksgiving than hang out with his ex-wife. I mean, <laughs> I guess I guess I get it, right? So uh, I think that was kind of the first step to opening my eyes that maybe this was an opportunity to do this year a little differently. Um, we had always kept Christmas like exactly the same as it used to be, except living in different houses. So um, I've had the kids at my house Christmas Eve. They've been at his house like Christmas Eve day. Mm -hmm. Then I've gone to his house for a little while. We've done like the opening one gift thing, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then they come back with me, spend the night at my house. Then he comes over in the morning and does presents. And we might still do it that way this year, um, more or less. But like, I don't feel as attached to it, I guess. Like, it, yeah. it's okay if it changes. Um, and then my family's like my extended family's holiday gathering we've done in, in my town for, oh my gosh, like eight years, nine years. Um, I used to host for the last few years, my sister and brother, or my sister-in-law and John, John, my brother yes, and Jenna, his wife, who's also my bestie. It's very confusing. <laughs> um, they have hosted and this year and we do that around New Year's and this year we're moving it to my aunt's house in Chicago. Um, for lots of reasons, including one of my, my brother lives in Minnesota, my other brother. So like, that's a long drive and Chicago's a little closer. Yeah. And my aunt's house is set up nicely for it. And then nobody has to host here. It's just like, we we're all ready, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think it's a relief for everybody, but that doesn't mean change is easy. Right. Um, we've done New Year's with the kid, like with the kids, with our family. I want to say since Isaac was a baby. We've done every single New Year's except for one with my extended family. And I'm thinking we won't probably do New Year's this year because there's going to have to be some hotel rooms involved yeah. and people have to get back for stuff. And that's also just a reality of kids getting older. So we yeah. now have many adult children in, in the family and not all of them want to spend New Year's Eve with their, you know, with their aunts and uncles. Right. And so like things are just changing um, in many, many ways. So that's kind of the back. That's like the backstory. And I would say like the last three holidays, I have avoided adding things to my plate. And that's been fine. Like it was necessary. Um, and, you know, one other thing that's just been a challenge, especially over the last three years when we've really been hardcore in this business. Um, when I was full time freelancing, I had a lot of control over my schedule. Yeah. And I remember when we were working on the Happiest Home blog. Remember, I think I even wrote a post about checking out like how I just got to the holiday and was like, nip. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be around for a little while. I'll be reposting some old stuff. Um, and I could do that. Like I could check out for three or four weeks if I wanted to and just do the base minimum. And that hasn't really been the same way in podcasting because we don't take breaks. Right. And I think it's taken us both a while to reach, to figure out how to like reach that baseline level of productivity where we don't completely yeah. check out, but we don't work harder than we have to. No, you're, uh, you're totally right. I mean, we, we can record ahead of time and we can try to do that. But then that also means we're doing a lot of recording, say, in late November, which is also right. a busy time of year. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. you can't record holiday episodes in September. So at some point during the holidays, we're recording a lot. And then also um, just the nature of working with sponsors. There is a lot of activity that happens pre-holidays and then also yeah. right in December because people are lining up 
um, the beginning of their year for marketing yes. budgets and stuff. So we actually have our sales cycle is busiest in December. It's crazy. It so, is yeah. crazy. And I think that like probably we're learning that that means maybe other things. <laughs> we shouldn't be adding a bunch of other things right around that time. But exactly. It can be hard to do. Like, you know, you know how I get yes. excitable. Well, no, and I am too. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it is different. It's a different um, like you said, different from the blog, different from maybe freelancing. It's a it's a train that does not slow down during the holidays. So, right. Um, okay, so what is different this year and why this kind of new energy um, around the holiday? So I think part of it was really uh, having that conversation with with John about changing up Thanksgiving. It just really kind of got me thinking, wow, like, how do I want to spend the holiday? And I've really just kind of phoned it in the last few holidays. We've made a few jokes along the way about how I can't possibly have a worse holiday. <laughs> But I think he said that last year and then it, it was pretty bad anyway, but that's yes. okay. So like this year, it's like, what could I do proactively to set myself up here for an enjoyable time? Even if it's not, maybe, maybe I don't live where I'd prefer to live, or maybe I'd like really like to be in a relationship or whatever else it is. Right. Okay. That's not reality. Like you have right. to embrace what is actually happening. And at some point, I mean, I have to create new traditions because I've got a lot of decades of holidays in front of me. Right. Yeah. And this was going to happen no matter what, whether or not I had gotten a divorce, like holidays were going to change. Um, kids are moving out of my house. Like yeah. it's just not going to look the same. They're getting older. They have their own things going on. And soon enough, um, it'll just be me and then, or me and someone else. But like, I won't have a house full of kids anymore pretty soon. It's so it's like, uh, I'm going to have to be proactive about that yeah. rather than just defaulting into something. Well, it's almost like in the last five years, you have really focused on creating the environment that felt safe, secure, familiar. And like, um, I'm, I'm like, I have a mental image of like hunkered down and close, but in a mm -hmm. positive way. And so it almost feels like this is a shift moving outward a little bit, outward mm -hmm. and forward. Not unlike when you're a brand new mom, everything is very close, right? Like yes. everything is small because you are in survival mode and then you're able to kind of come out and look out and look ahead. And so that's kind of the mental image I'm getting. Yeah, I like that. I also mentioned that I did a, like a little gratitude project on my journal where I just talk about things I like about doing the holidays um, without a partner. And it, it's funny, it's kind of given me ideas. Like just writing down like, oh, wouldn't this be a fun thing to do? Because I can, because there's no one to stop me. Right. Yes. And um, <laughs> so I feel like I can double down and go all in on on some of the things we're going to talk about in the second half. But it's just been it's just it's such a mindset thing for me first. That's where it always starts. Yeah. And now we're heading into the actual holiday season, which is when it all happens. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. 
The Bionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Bionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, so we've kind of set the stage on how you arrived at this Megan Does Everything 2019 holiday season. Um, So what is actually going to be different this year? What plans have you made already? Well, we talked um, in a previous episode. I'm sorry, we've done a lot of episodes lately, so I have no idea which one it was. If anyone wants to find it, just go back and listen to all 37 episodes we put out in the last three weeks. Um, But I did talk about not waiting until after Thanksgiving. Yes. To start the, um, I guess, the festivities, right? I can tell you that was in the just this past Sunday's More Than Mom when we talked about things we changed our, we've changed our minds about. You talked about oh, okay. changing your mind about holiday, like when to decorate for the holidays. Yes. Okay. So um, I got everything out, or I, I should say I had the kids bring up all the bins from the basement. And then I kind of ran into a snag because I found I didn't really want to take down all the Thanksgiving related stuff. Yeah. And I also really want, like, I have to reorganize and reconfigure my living room to make room for the tree. So it kind of like, once I got all the bins up, it was sort of like, Oh, now I'm stuck. But I will say just thinking about that. Um, and I started that process like the week before Thanksgiving. So just having that stuff out, Clara put a few little things out and it's kind of like in transition right now. Um, just having it there. I know it's going to be so much easier to jump in quickly rather than having the fact that nothing's upstairs yet be like another obstacle the day after, you know, we get home from Thanksgiving. Um, so we're recording this just before Thanksgiving. So my goal is Sunday to be actively getting the stuff out. That is my, that's my day too. We are going to really? be little elves. We're going to be decking the halls from long distance. Which by that's the time fun. this airs, the halls will be decked. They will be decked all the way. <laughs> um, yeah. So I love that. Okay. So another little thing, I got my record player fixed. So I have this record player that I've had for three years. And one of my favorite things is to listen to holiday music on records. I've got a bunch that were my parents 
Um, I just love that. Something that feels so homey to me. Yes. The record player is vintage. Um, and it was like, it had, it was in some guy's barn. It was his grandparents. And so it was dirty. And like the dirtiness was making the connections, not like you'd go to turn up the volume and it would be like like all Uh. over the place and it wasn't balanced. Right. And so I keep thinking like, Oh, I need to come have someone take a look. And I made some half-hearted attempts and Finally, I just wandered into a local, like a new music store that opened in town and started chatting up the shopkeep, um, who was one of the owners. And she said her husband does like home repairs, like goes to people's houses. That's so cool. I know. So he showed up at my house on Monday and 45 minutes later, it had taken it all apart. He cleaned all the connectors. Um, He balanced it. He showed me how to use the stacking feature. I had no idea how to use that. And so I've just been avoiding it where you can like have two records. Oh yeah. I think yeah. I've like, I I've seen that, but I, I would have no idea how that works. Yes. So like there's a little arm that holds one record and then it can like put it down. And um, so now I know how to do that. And I've got a functional record player, which is so silly. It's like such a dumb thing I've been avoiding, but now it's done. Yeah. Um, we do an annual trip to go see the Nutcracker uh, with Jenna and her two daughters and Clara and I, and those tickets are bought. Um, I mentioned in an Instagram post that I want to see Handel's Messiah twice. I love that. I may only get to see it once. Do you have, where can you, what's the Messiah situation where you are? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the local, um, symphony orchestra does a big version of it every year with like a, um, they bring together like a bunch of local choirs. Okay. So it becomes like this 200 person choir. Yeah. And we live near this little, um, Seventh-day Adventist University, which is actually like really well-respected and it's international. Okay. And they've got one of the best, um, one of the best concert halls, like anywhere about. So the, the acoustics are amazing. And so they do, but they don't do a lot of stuff that's like open to the public that you'd want to go to really. Like it's more student stuff. Yeah. Like probably, you know, every month there's something there that's interesting and they do that. They do that around the holidays. So that's and then otherwise I'd have to probably travel to South Bend or so this is a you know, silly question zoo. about so I have never been to a concert performance of um the Messiah but I know there's one locally in Santa Barbara which is where I spend the holidays so the one that I'm thinking of you can actually sing if you want with the choirs but that's not all of them right sometimes you're just going to see it performed if you sang with this it would be very weird okay okay <laughs> So the one I'm thinking of, this is, this is to be sung to. Okay. Okay. So there are, so the one I'm thinking of is a choral and symphony performance, but it includes at least one of the performances is also sing along, which I think is really cool. Like it is really cool, but man, that is not an easy song to just like sing. I think it's meant for people like you and I, like choral enthusiasts who would actually like something like that. Um, and so I didn't think that was, I, I didn't think everyone was like that, but I didn't actually know. So that's a Messiah. I don't, well, I have not seen, but, but Hey, that's not to say that it doesn't exist around here. I've never heard of it. Um, can I just share something with you? I find like sing-along movies extremely awkward and I hate them. Yes. I I've only been to one white Christmas sing-along in Chicago at, uh, it's a really famous Southport theater. It's a, it's on yeah. Southport. Yes. That, yep. that old one up there. Um, mm-hmm. And at the time I liked it, I was like 23 and they do other, but I haven't been to a lot of movie or yeah, like cinema sing-alongs. I went to one when I was about the same age and it was a sing-along sound of music and we all went in costume 
Okay. And I do remember having a lot of fun because it was like a party. You know what I mean? Like I went with my friends. It was a bunch of theater people. Like we had a really good time. I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it that if I had a couple of cocktails, I would think that was really fun. And if I hadn't, I would probably right. not. <laughs> I think I just would like to know if I'm, am I performing or yeah. am I watching? Like, I don't like the idea of not exactly knowing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so you're right. Cocktails would probably help you lose. It's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, right? it's like, exactly what it's like. Yes, yes. It's, it's I find it awkward till it's not. And, um, and, and the till it's not is is helped. I don't, real, I don't say that about a lot of things, but right. Singing in a group of people would significantly be helped by a couple of it's like karaoke. Yes. That's why karaoke happens in bars. Yes. yes. Okay. There's a reason for that. Um, OK, so then so I've got the Messiah, one Messiah date locked in. Maybe the other listening to the Messiah will just be listening to like an album or something. Okay. Um, and I actually launched a like local stuff going on arts, culture, entertainment website um, locally, like about six months ago. And we've got a pretty good events calendar that is being fleshed out all the time. And so I'm actually using my own website as like a jumping off point just to get just for ideas. Like yeah. it's, it's like, I'm kind of penciling it in on the calendar. It's more in my head. Like I know this is coming up on that date and we can get into that a little bit, but like, I really resist putting too much on my calendar to begin with. Yeah. So it, it really has to pass a lot of tests before it makes it onto my Google calendar, but that doesn't mean I won't jot the date down someplace. Yeah, and, or, and like you said, it's sometimes more about the inspiration. Like when you've been checked out for a few years or slightly yeah. checked out, you forget that a tree lighting is a thing or like right. that all the tree lightings happen really early in the season. So like, yeah, yeah, it's like a memory jogger. It sounds like. Yes, exactly. And that's a part of why I like just having started thinking about the stuff before Thanksgiving, not because I'm doing it all. I'm just thinking about it and just thinking about it is putting me in the mind frame so that when December 1st hits, which is going to happen really soon, um, I'll be there. Um, I also got fun advent calendars. So uh, we've always done advent calendars of one kind or another, but I admit that I often like forget to get them until like December 2nd or yeah. I buy them at the last minute and then I have to just go with whatever's left. I bought them really early this year and I got um, really fun ones kind of tailored to each kid's interest. Like Clara's is a Bic one that's got markers and oh, art that's stuff awesome. in it. Yeah. Um, Will's is like little, you know, like little fidget toys. I mean, what are you going to get a 16 year old, yeah. right? But uh, Owen's is like these little metal brain puzzles, like logic puzzles. Yes. Just stuff that I feel like they'll like. And um, I think what's different about that is that it's it's one way to kind of make every day of the season special because it's hard to shop for big kids. We yeah. talked about this and it takes some of the fun out of Christmas morning. So I'm really looking at it as like season long. Yes. How, how can I make every day special rather than like have the whole thing focused on the morning of December 25th? I have a quick question about when you're talking about the calendar and things to do. Are you letting the kids in on this at yet? Like asking them if they want to go to something or telling them of your plans or has it been mostly in your own calendar so far? Mostly it's been in my own calendar so far. Um, I think next, I think probably Sunday we'll sit down and look at some of the stuff that I'm looking at together yeah. and decide who's going to what and what interests who and all that stuff. I know um, with the yeah. ages my kids are like, they get disappointed easily if we float an idea. You can't really float mm. an idea. It's either got to right. be locked down and we're doing it or not mentioned yes. at all because they get hopes up and then they get disappointed or then they they argue amongst themselves like, yes, we do want to do this. No, I don't want to do this this year. So I, as a mom, have to go in 
knowing, but your kids are older. So I was curious if that has been a family conversation yet. Well, I would say Clara is the only one who I think is invested in doing things with me in that way still, just to be honest. Um, And we'll talk about this in a little bit about like the whole idea of leaving white space and not over committing. Um, If I'm not 100% sure about something, I do not in any way commit. I will float. I think the kids can tolerate floating ideas. Yeah. But it's more of the like, we're doing this. If I give them too much time to be grumpy about the fact that we are or aren't doing something like what you're saying, it's like it just compounds and becomes really dumb. So I find it better to spring things on them sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Once you're, especially once you are decided on that, you really want to do it for yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's talk about this idea of white space because you want to do all the things, but part of doing all the things at the holiday like you said, in the first half means leaving room for those, the the cookies at home and all of yeah. that. So how are you approaching this idea of white space? So the white space for me is blocking off and I've already been using time blocking now for three or four months um, and loving it. And so it's literally just taking like some of the chunks of time that would have been committed for other things and leaving them for not those things. So okay. like if I know that, you know, one example would be um, I've been wanting for a while to really protect the time between like three and five o'clock because that's when the kids get home. And I find that it just sets a good um, tone for the day or the evening when I'm available. And then I get really bad because then someone wants to get on the phone at three and I'm like, well, I can squeeze it in or whatever. Right. Or I'm voxing you because it's it's only noon my time. <laughs> right. And that's fine because for the most like most of the time, it doesn't really matter. But in December, I'd want that to really matter. Like yeah. that's like time I'm I'm just going to block off um on the days the kids are home and then other days will be like I have a Saturday I'm not going to put anything on it it's just going to be just nothing right nothing on the schedule nothing on the calendar um and then when I leave that the, the things that I would like to leave space for are things like um random like performances so um you know like churches have nights where you can go in and listen to carols yeah and I love Christmas carols and sometimes I don't get enough of that because I just kind of forget until like December 25th and then it's over. Um, school productions, like there's a ton. And I don't mean like, you know, the third grade um, choir or <laughs> yeah. concert or whatever. I'm talking about things like, like the high school doing a musical, yeah. uh, like a Christmas musical or something. Those exist. Um, baking, like every year I mean to do more of it. And then I end up kind of defaulting to like the easiest sugar cookie I can just so we have something to give yeah. Santa. Yeah. So I really enjoy baking. Um, it's something that if I don't have something else to do and set aside time for it, um, I will. I just sometimes run out of time or forget. So that's definitely something that I want to add more. And, and I don't know like that I'm going to go crazy, but I'd like to try something a little more challenging. This yes, year. I would too. I will join you in that. I think I mentioned again in a recent episode that I can't put my finger on right now. <laughs> Um, that I want to bake by myself this year because yes. I yep. I have been conflating baking fun with baking with my children. Right. Specifically, it's not the same. Specifically <laughs> the decorating. Like I like to cut out. I love sugar cookies. Frosted sugar cookies or frosted butter cookies, whatever you call them, are like my favorite to eat. I really love them. They're soft. And mm-hmm. um, but the kids want to do all the shapes. It's actually worse now than it was when they were say toddlers, because toddlers, I could give them one shape, one thing of sprinkles, and they they would have fun with like two cookies. Yes. But now they want to do it all. 
and I don't get to do any and they look ugly the way I, I mean, the way they do right. it in my mind. So I am, I'm on a mission to bake by myself this year and then they can also do it, but I want yes. my time for myself. I was at Aldi yesterday and Aldi is a great place to go for like, um, kind of pre-created things that kids can have fun with, like the gingerbread houses that are super yeah. easy to put together. They have little gingerbread man cookies that come like pre-cut okay. and that kind of stuff. Like, again, if you don't conflate that with the kind of baking you want to do, yes. I feel like you can feel really good about both. Like you right. can feel really good about doing the hard stuff that you want to do on a day they're not around. And then, then you can feel really good when you do the super easy one with them because you know, like it's two separate. It's two totally separate things. Can we provide an unscheduled shout out to our friend Christine Co. Do you look at her Instagrams when she does baking things? I do and they're so gorgeous. I mean, and she is like Christine is like a master of many things. She is not a professional baker. She just does it as a hobby, but everything she does is like so type A and detail oriented like me and it's yes. like it looks like therapy. It's like if I just had a whole day to just nerd out over and yes. she does cakes. She does a lot of cakes on her own, but then I think she does cookie decorating. Um, and she'll do, do it with her girls and stuff. But anyway, I love it because it's not her full time. It's not even a thing that she does. It's just, no, it's not like anything she's marketing. It's no, just, it's just it's a hobby. Pleasure. You know, I thought about having some kind of like a brunch or a tea on a Sunday, like, so scheduling like a, like a friends come over for tea and cookies or whatever on a Sunday. So that then the Saturday before that I would feel like really challenged yeah. to prepare. Um, and I could just choose a Saturday that my kids will be with John and then Sunday they'll be home and yeah. they could be there to enjoy yeah. the goods. Um, another thing, we we just put up a, a blog post yesterday about with some ideas for handmade um, gifts. Yes. And that's something I used to do. I used to always do at least one handmade project. Sometimes it was a gift. Sometimes it was an ornament. Um, I just haven't for a while for one reason or another, many, many reasons. But yeah. I would like to, some of them are so easy. Yeah. And they're so fun. It's like there's something just about making something with your hands and hanging it on the tree or giving it to someone that I think is so fun. Yes. Um, and then Clara is such a little artist. So I was thinking next week we'd go to Michael's and just buy a bunch of craft supplies. It's just like simple stuff because you can always use felt and, yeah. and googly eyes. Yes. And like no matter what, those things are always going to be usable. And if we just have and they have those little ornament kits, right? If we just have stuff like that sitting out when we have a few minutes think we'll jump into it and do it. Um, and then the other thing I thought about doing was experimenting in ambitious exterior illumination. Okay. That's the best three word phrase I've heard in a long time. <laughs> Please let's, um, let's make that hashtag trend hashtag yes. ambitious exterior illumination. <laughs> yes. Um, I have tall children. Yes, you and do. Yes. And they're strong. And I think they enjoy stuff like that. I was going to say they'd probably get super into it. Yes. And I have to get, I still to this day have to get myself out of the mindset that certain things are a hassle. Me too. Because they're only a hassle when you're doing them with a toddler sometimes. And when your toddler is six foot two yeah. <laughs> and can hold a staple gun, it's not a hassle. They're your helper. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I think it could be really, really fun. And it's just a shift. It's just a shift of looking at the way I view things that take work. It's not the work I'm afraid of. It's the work plus the chaos of little kids. But I think I can, I can realize now that I no longer have any small children. I could not have said that better. And I'm like at the beginning of that realization that things are no longer, things can be fun that weren't fun. And I think that's such a hallmark of the maturing of motherhood is like, you realize that like, 
the things that you hated. Well, it's like, are we hate fun? We don't right. hate the same kind of fun anymore because our kids are older. But for some reason, it is so hard to get that through our heads sometimes. Like we hold yes. on to that perceived hassle factor for so long. It's amazing. It's like that fight or flight um, response just yes. gets baked in and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a hassle. And then I think, oh no, it's not. It's actually going to be really fun. So what kind of exterior lighting do you enjoy looking at as a looker? I mean, I like this stuff. I like it all. There is some, there's a tree, like a, it's not a will, a weeping willow, but it's got like, actually, maybe it is a weeping willow. This huge tree right on our main street, right across from where I used to live that hangs these lights and they look like dripping icicles. I can't even describe it. They are so cool that every time I drive down the street, I'm like, almost drive off the road. It's so, I'm, a, I'm, a go- I'm just a gog. Do they do the dripping? Does it do it where the light like looks like it's dripping? The light off? looks like yeah. it's dripping yeah. off. Yeah, we have yes. a lot. Yes, we have. A, people go crazy by me because we're not hampered by weather. So right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how they get it up in this tree. This tree is huge. I feel like they must have to hire like a crew to help yeah. them because it's, it's like 20 feet in the air. Um, so I'm not going to do anything like that. But I, I just like houses that just have like a lot of lights on them. Me too. I like, you know, I don't. I'm not really particular about the way it is done. And my house is low. Um, the, you know, the, what do you call it? The eaves or whatever, the front porch, yes. the roof of the front porch is low. It would be easy to cover that. And you lights. could do, and you could do wind them around the little, don't you have a little iron like guardrail yep, on could, the stairs yep. and, and like the, the front um, patio. porch has yes. the little, th- yes, I could. Yeah. It, it would be very easy to do. It would take a few hours. And then it would give us. You'd be so happy every time you come home at like 445 when it's already dark. That's the other nice thing. There's so much darkness that you get to enjoy your lights. Like every time you come home from picking a kid up or from yoga and you see your own house. So then you get to sit inside and kind of see the lights blinking through the curtains. I love that, too. So So I am on team ambitious exterior illumination. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so what will the actual celebrations look like this year? Like the the. Christmas holiday or whatever you guys celebrate themselves. Yeah. Well, um, I'm having a hard time getting Isaac to ever come home these days. He, I know. I think he, he must have a girlfriend, or something, <laughs> which, hey, good for him. And I think it's great. Like he's living with some friends. As I told you, he lived for a while or I told listeners that I think that he lived in an apartment all by himself for like six months. And I think he was very, very lonely. And then he moved in with some friends. And so now he lives in like a flop house with, you know, five buddies. Um, he wouldn't let me come in and look at it because he said it was gross. Like it's that kind of place. Yeah. And I'm really happy for him. I think he's having fun and meeting people. He's in the city, like in this downtown area. That's kind of funky um, in Grand Rapids. So like he doesn't come home a whole lot. And so I'm trying to get used to that. Like, how is this holiday going to feel? If yeah. So I'm like one day a week. So I want to figure out ways to make those days special. Um, again, with the whole like you know, the boys are hard to shop for and I don't want to blow the budget just to get them stuff this year. I think I might try to spread it out more. I remember, um, one year I did a 12 days of Christmas thing with my mom, where we opened something small every day for 12 days starting, I think on the 26th, but it might've been leading up to the 25th. I really can't remember. I'll have to look up what the tradition is around that. I think that the traditional 12 days, like Christmas is day zero or day one, and then it goes forward. It goes forward. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I, I'm just, I think that would be really fun to be able to kind of spread something out that way or some version of that. Right. I mean, it doesn't have to be expensive to buy little stuff, but when you multiply 12 by five, that is 60. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 12, 12 days of Christmas by five kids. So I think it would be like, I don't know, stuff like Oriental trading company, yeah. like trinkets and little fun stuff like that. Or like 
a $5 gift card to, I don't know, the, the cocoa place or whatever. Like it's, so there's lots of ways that I could do it. Um, and it could be fun. It would just take some planning. So that's a thought. Um, but yeah, so the actual Christmas Eve and day will probably look similar to how they have in the past, but I think it's more about spreading it out, starting a little sooner, and then maybe spreading it out through the following week after Christmas as well. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that will, it sounds festive and fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, this last question comes from me being someone who kind of resists busyness and you do too, to an extent, like you said, especially if it's on someone else's time frame. Yeah. So going in all in mentally and kind of emotionally this holiday season, how are you going to balance that with, you know, the reality of feeling overscheduled or overwhelmed? Um, and, and yet at the same time, you said that you kind of get energy by, by doing things in these kind of bursts where you're yeah. all in for a few weeks. So have you thought about that? Do you, is it something that you notice like in your mood or your energy or your sleep and you're like, oh, okay, we got to back off. Yeah. I think I love to be busy and I hate to be committed. Oh, that's such a good <laughs> um, distinction. Yeah. I like to be busy cause I want to be busy yeah. and I don't like it when I find that the reason my week feels hectic is because I over ambitiously scheduled too much stuff. Um, so I think that's where the white space comes in. I'm really good about blowing things off. If I decide at the last minute, I don't want to do them, but I'm terrible at that. If I've committed to someone else, even to the kids. Like, yeah. So if I've, if I told someone, yes, I'll be there. I really have a hard time not being there. You know, of course I can't flake on business meetings and stuff. So a lot of the things that end up filling up my, filling up my regular life schedule and I get irritated, but can't do anything is I agree to meet someone for coffee or get on the phone with someone or whatever, or like, I agree to talk to you and show up for our business and like, you know, record that. Just kidding. I don't get irritated <laughs> with you, but like, you know what I mean? The, the, those are the things that add up and I can't get out of them. And so sometimes yeah. those things make me feel, start to feel overwhelmed or like, I want to sleep in. I find myself wanting to sleep in in the morning and not get out of bed. Like that's, that to me is a dead giveaway that I am resisting something. Okay. My schedule has become unmanageable. Um, and my way of avoiding it is to just not get up. It's yeah. like this weird. And then that kind of can create this cascade of stuff. Like I don't exercise and like my eating schedule gets messed up and my sleeping schedule. So the beauty about this approach is I'm actually doing the opposite of that. I'm actually doing more not doing. Right. Um, and most of it is stuff I don't actually have to do. Like I don't have to show up for any of this stuff, which somehow makes me want to do it more than it would if I had to, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. And then I also find that like, I can't be busy doing everything. So if I'm all in on holiday festiveness, it's not also the time to be going all in on a new business venture or all in on a fitness, like, you know, new thing that a plan that I'm going to do. Like I'm really good, as you know, at going hardcore at one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, when I have too many things going that I'm trying, like too many big rocks, I'm trying to fit in the jar. I, the cracks do start to show and I I just can't do it. Um, so yeah, I, I think this actually, I'm hoping will feel like a very restful time for me because it'll check all the right boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds lovely. Well, you too can go all in on the holiday. I can. Yes. But you don't have to. I have to get my voice back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I can sing. How will you yell at your little elves? How will I yell at my elves? How will I go to a Messiah sing along? You know, these things have to happen. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we're going to wrap up for today. 
But I wanted to let everybody know that um, in case you missed it, we did two different three-part series in the last couple of weeks. I'm sure you noticed in your feed, we were popping up what seemed like every day. We had so much fun doing these series. We did one on creating holiday memories and another one on holiday shopping. Um, And we did them early in the season because we know everybody's podcast listening is a little different. We wanted to catch some of you as you were driving and cooking and, you know, doing all that around Thanksgiving. But now you've got all of December and both of those series are really, I think, don't you think, Megan, like really relevant all season long? Oh, absolutely. There's no like you haven't missed the boat if you haven't. No. And and we got such nice feedback about them. They're shorter episodes and they go together. So it was one, two, three on creating holiday memories. And then last week it was one, two, three on holiday shopping. So a little bit of a different format, but we had so much fun and we've gotten great feedback. So um, I know it seemed like a lot of content. And if you were traveling or something and couldn't listen, I'd love if you go back and listen and um, just think of those as like your, you know, holiday pep talk from Megan and Sarah now that we are firmly into December. So those will be great, great listens. And we've also got more content coming up because we can't stop ourselves. We cannot. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this Friday, we've got a Voices episode where I interviewed Nancy Davis Coe. She is a podcaster. Um, her podcast is Midlife Mixtape. But I also know Nancy going way back. We were like OG bloggers together back in the day. And she has a new book out called The Thank You Project, where she it's about her deciding to write. Um, 50 thank you letters to people and in some cases things and entities that have made a difference and an impact in her life and then kind of what she learned from that it's a great interview she she really dug into the science behind gratitude and how it makes people happier um, and what her personal project was like and how people responded to it and everything it was a great interview so hopefully you will all listen to that on Friday yeah that comes out Friday I have not listened yet and I'm excited I love Nancy I only met her the last couple I've only met her the last couple years and I love her Um, Okay, everybody, thanks for listening today. And thanks so much for your patience with my voice. Um, Just as a reminder, everything we mentioned during the show is available uh, via links at themomhour.com. And when you're there, you can sign up for our email newsletter, which goes out once a month. It always has a personal essay from one of us and some updates behind the scenes and a full list of our sponsor promo codes all in one place. So when you hear us mention these great brands and the discounts and the promo codes, you can get that in your inbox updated once a month. Um, so you just sign up on our website to be part of that email newsletter and we would love to have you there the next one goes out this coming Sunday and we will be back with you or Megan will be back with you for that interview episode this Friday and we'll talk to you then guess what Megan over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor Erica to help them unplug that is amazing Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. 
If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.